Welcome to a new edition of Ale of a Time with uh, me and Dave. We're joined by special guest Craig Williams from Gabs Festival. Uh, we've just also had announced six more weeks of lockdown here in Melbourne, so this seems to be the format we're going to be recording where uh, either me or Dave or Tiff and Linz or any combination of the above will be recording while we stream to YouTube through the Beer Together channel. And if people weren't um, across the Beer Together con tent that we were doing uh just look it up head to my instagram it's linked from there um at ale of a time on instagram uh but we'll be recording we'll announce and recording and you can join us for the chat uh, in the comments there and ask any questions like the people did during this chat we'll pick up the conversation as dave's telling us all about his dry july and then craig gives us some great insight into what's happening with gab's festival uh at this stage you know even though we've got six more weeks of lockdown here in Melbourne, uh, as far as I know, I can't imagine anything's changed. Um, but yeah, uh, good luck to everyone. And, and if you are in Melbourne, or even if you're not in Melbourne, wash your hands and stay safe. Uh, social distance, all those things are important because if we don't now, we're not going to be able to go to Gabs or any other festival for a while. So stay safe. Getting an area where you go, a drink would be good. Like, well, what else can I do that sort of like gets me into a better uh, mindset than um, having a drink or whatever? So yeah, it's all right. I did it only a few months ago, so I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't find too much difficulty in it. Yeah, I've never actually done it. January at the start of this year, I um, got a concussion and took maybe. Oh no, maybe that was four weeks in the year. Yeah, I reckon it probably was about that period of time. Um, it didn't really help. I've still got concussion symptoms ongoing so hey thumbs down to brain injuries absolutely um but craig you're about to open a beer what do you got mate well i'm uh, i i thought about doing dry july but um i just couldn't couldn't handle it it's uh you know peril of the workplace kind of thing um and because it's a nice wintry day in melbourne i thought i'd crack out the dark beers uh this is the ballistic uh mexican hot chocolate stout uh, and look at that fantastic label. Awesome. Good, eye, Good yeah. looking skull. I was actually going to crack an Imperial Stout from Red Hill. Um, I had them on the uh, Indie Showcase channel a couple of weeks ago, um, and we did their Imperial Chocolate Stout on that, and that was delicious. Mm. That's a real treat, that beer. Um, I'm also going to join you with a beer. I've got the uh, Two Birds, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, Kalsafikanit. Is that an F or an R? Kalsari Kinnit. Uh, yeah. Does anyone want to guess what that means? I have a feeling it's uh, Finnish or something along those lines. Sure is. What, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, the feeling of drinking at home in your underwear with no intention of going out. Well, that's, that's the beer for our times, really. It's it? in the uh, areas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, apparently, this made the, the Finnish media um, it's in some capacity, Jane <laughs> just mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I got it sent it yesterday. I, haven't, I obviously haven't tried it, um, but it's a vanilla and cacao stout from Two Birds. Um, 5.8% alcohol. Nice. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Yes. cheers. Oh, let, me, uh, let me 
Amen. Now, Craig, I noticed uh, your glassware. Um, I'll just quickly shout out to Sam in the comments. Sam, good to see you. Um, Sam's been a regular on all of our chats um, and all the Indie Showcase, so it's always good to see you return visitors. Um, if anyone else has a question, just drop them into the, the chats as well. Uh, Craig, you've got a Gab's glass. You've got a Gab's T-shirt. It's part of the contract. I can't uh, use any other glassware. It's, um, you know, part of the deal. Yeah. So what has been happening in your world? I guess I'm assuming people know who you are. Um, event director is your title? Yeah, kind of um, event director and just general dog's body for uh, Gab's Craft Beer Insider Festival. Um, I'm, I'm sure that most of your uh, listeners and, and viewers would be familiar with Gab's, but uh, yeah, it's been a, a crazy time for us. Um, we were obviously meant to... We're actually meant to be in Auckland um, today. We're filming this on the Saturday. I know this gets uh, released later on, but we were meant to be wrapping up this year's Gab season in Auckland today. Uh, and all week, our team has kind of been trading messages, going, "Oh, we'd be bumping in now, or you know, we'd be trying to find that lost keg, or, or doing this, or doing that." And um, so, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit bittersweet at the moment. Mm. I remember going past the exhibition building on the weekend that Gab's Melbourne would have been. Uh, just by happenstance and it was yeah that was a really bizarre yeah feeling but you know we're uh, we're quietly confident we've um obviously kind of like everyone in the in the event space and uh you know everyone in the in the beer world and pretty much everyone in the world we've just been trying to um keep keep things on the calendar keep it uh uh so it's something we can look forward to and um and just get through this period so yeah yeah, so the contingencies or, or the, the, the redo has um, been announced. So you've got new dates? Yeah, we've actually, it's our second postponement. Uh, so we were originally, uh, our original dates would have been through May, um, June and, and finishing this weekend. Uh, when the, the initial kind of bands came into play, um, we'd actually just gone on sale for our three Australian festivals on the 11th of March, um, two days before the Grand Prix was cancelled on the 13th. Uh, the events world, it's, it was Friday the 13th, so we're calling it Black Friday uh, when the Grand Prix was cancelled. Um, <clears throat> we had a massive day of sales. We sold uh, something like 5,000 tickets across the three Australian cities um, in 24 hours. So uh, it was just phenomenal. Our season passes for Melbourne sold out in a couple of hours. Um, and then two days later, we're announcing a postponement um, to August. So it was... The first round was to August, September, and at that time, back in March, we kind of felt like that would be enough to, to allow the country enough time to kind of get through this. Um, and then as time went on, we were seeing, you know, the writing on the wall that we sort of needed to do what we could to push it back a bit further in the calendar. And, um, yeah, so now we're looking at Melbourne last weekend in October, kind of first 30th of October, 1st of November, uh, Brisbane a couple of weeks after that, mid-November, and then Sydney late November. Um, and, and this is kind of the, um, the last roll of the dice for this year. We're, we're not going to postpone again uh, because then we start bumping into, you know, the Christmas period. It's, it's a really busy time for brewers. Um, and then we're, you know, we're getting into the campaign for Gabs 2021, which hopefully we're back on the, the normal dates. It's um, interesting you say that because I imagine your planning forward is, is quite long. Um, you know, would you would you have been planning for 2021 now? Uh, well, yeah, I guess in our, our normal time timeline, um, you know, Auckland would have been this weekend. We would have been flying back into Melbourne. 
uh, next week. Um, our containers would be shipped back. It usually takes about four weeks to get everything back. I would then probably go on a much um, deserved holiday to somewhere sunny for a, a couple of weeks. Um, and then, yeah, we, we pretty much roll straight into planning for the next year around, um, to be honest, even like September, October, where we're back into planning for the next year's festival. Um, so obviously this has already impa impacted our timelines for 2021 and, and that'll be a lot more kind of contracted. Um, the benefit, the, I guess the advantage that we have is a lot of our sort of, um, you know, longer term partners and so on are a, a multi-year agreements and, and we've sort of got that relationship where we can, um, we can plan for that. And, you know, with our venues, the venues that we use, like the Royal Exhibition Building you mentioned, um, Sydney Showgrounds, you know, those venues book out years in advance. So we've got dates um, for the next sort of five to six years at each of those venues. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting time, I think, for us, you know, uh, and we obviously um, had a new owner come on board uh, right before this, uh, our new MD, Mike, who, uh, you know, acquired the festival from uh, Steve and Guy uh, in November and he was so happy and so thrilled and like, yes, I've bought this amazing beer festival and we're going to do big things and uh, and to be hit with this in, in kind of his first year, I'm, I'm really feeling for him, but... Uh, to his credit, he's just been um, insanely positive and, and very, uh, just very supportive of the whole team that we've got. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, like trial under pressure, but he's, he's definitely uh, stepping up to the plate. So it's been great. Have you got more than one um, like template of what the delayed festivals are going to look like, not knowing what we're going to be um, restricted by? Yeah, absolutely. We've, um, like we've, we've kind of been working through this whole period on, you know, uh, what what could this event look like if these are the conditions and, and so on. And um, we've literally just put the, the finishing touches on a, a COVID health and safety plan, which um, really kind of outlines, it's like a 20-page document, but really outlines all of the steps that we're preparing to undertake if we need to, um, to, to stage the event successfully. And, you know, for us, it really comes down to, um, one, what, what are those restrictions in terms of, you know, capacities and uh, people per square metre and, and all of that. Uh, but then it's about the steps that you can take um, in terms of, you know, contact tracing and, and ensuring that you've got everyone's details of everyone in the building, uh, you know, providing sanitizer and, and, um, and, and I guess just basically making gabs as contactless as possible. Um, so, you know, even as simple as like the, the glass that everyone gets as they walk in the door, um, unfortunately, that probably won't be a part of the festival this year. It's sort of, you know, it's fairly high contact. You get your beer here, you go there and, and that sort of thing. So unfortunately for this year, while we've had a really strong focus on, um, you know, recycling and sustainability and, and so on, uh, this year we probably will have to move back to single-use cups across the festival, but they will be recycled and they will be sorted and so on. But um, it's not as... Uh, environmentally friendly as a souvenir cup that everyone takes home at the end of the event. Have the numbers of breweries and beers changed as a result of this as well? Uh, not really at this stage. Like we're, what, what we've kind of done is almost um, put Gabs into hibernation a little bit until we get closer to um, the events. So for us, um, currently with the current dates, we're working to around mid to late August is, is when we sort of need to make a call on um, on you know, whether these events will go ahead and in what format and so on. Um, and we've kept our exhibitors and, um, and festival beer brewers very much up to date uh, with everything as we've gone through. 
there's certainly been a few things that have been impacted. Like, uh, you know, Festival Beers is one where uh, we, we've already concluded registrations for Festival Beers for this year. We had 120 beers that were going to be served across the festival, including some fantastic beers that were produced uh, around the Gab's 10-year anniversary this year. Um, we've had to kind of put all those on hold. Some of those had, had already gone into tank, so we've released the embargoes on those beers. Um, some of them will come back for, festi- for the festival, but other brewers might think, well, you know, a beer that I would have made for a festival in May might be different to a beer that I make for, for the festival in October. So we're going to give them that opportunity to um, uh, resubmit, rethink about what they want to do. It's interesting, um, you know, a big part of Gabs is kind of those one-off special beers um, that are announced, you know, they're kept under wraps um, Mm -hmm. and then announced to the public. And now the public has kind of seen them, but I I feel like that's not going to impact people's excitement to get back to the festival. No, I don't think so. I think it's, um, uh, you know, I think if... If the worst thing that came out of this is that for one year we we didn't have the embargoes on it on festival beers, I think that's a massive win. And uh, and you know we've really tried to help um, support those brewers that have brewed those beers. If they're releasing it, we'll help promote it and talk about it and do tastings and all sorts of things. Um, and we are still uh, actually working on our Gabs Festival Beer six pack. So usually that that comes out after the event. Um, we're actually looking to launch that. Uh, little sneak, sneak preview, but um, probably later this month uh, it'll be coming right. in. So, yeah, that'll be six of the beers that um, were put forward for this festival that were kind of uh, cherry-picked and put in a package and uh, we'll get them out via Dan Murphy's in um, the next few weeks. I guess, full disclosure, I, I, I wrote the copy for those, didn't I? Well, uh, Luke, I think you did. And, yeah. uh, you know, fair credit to you. You've got some copywriting chops, which uh, <laughs> you enjoy. Uh, I guess I, you know, should disclose all professional relationships uh, on on this show. Um, from memory, that was a good lineup of beers as well, so that's exciting. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely release more details uh, in the next few weeks, but it's um yeah, it's looking pretty pretty spectacular. It sort of adds an extra element to that six pack. It's not six of the best you might have had; it's six that you didn't have. Uh, we're, we're calling it a, a sneak peek of yeah. uh, Gab's 2020 lineup. So um, yeah, I mean everything. You know, like, like every brewery has kind of pivoted in different ways and so on. I think every event has had to do the same thing and, and really think about uh, how can you, how can we continue to do what we do and do it well and um, uh, but just change the thinking around the normal way we do it. Um, how's your beer going there, Craig? What does it taste like? It's amazing. It's, um, uh, it's incredibly well balanced, but you've got this beautiful chilli hit that kind of leaves your tongue tingling after every sip. And I'm a big chilli fan, so... Uh, yeah, loving it. Chocolate and chili. How's your? Uh, it's really nice. Probably a little too easy to drink um, for this time of the day. Um, you know, it is quite light and delicate. Um, yeah, but really, really tasty. Uh, I've really had a, a bit of a dark beer renaissance this year. I've got so many have come across my, um, you know, come across my doorstep uh, in delivery form, and and there's just been some crackers. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe next week, if I can find the time, I'll do a bit of a dark beer month on either Instagram or the website as well because I, I should probably drink a few of them in the cupboard and shout out to all the brewers making them. A mm. um, couple of people in the comments, Sam Smalley is uh, drinking a Deeds Hopheads collab. So Hopheads, um, I think, just did a rebrand. Uh, they've got a couple of stores out west here in, in Melbourne. Um, 
great stores. Check them out if you're, you're ever out west. Uh, Point Cook and I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, and Elder Taco has suggested that we go special masks with holes for straws. Um, so for Gabs, I don't know if that's probably defeats the purpose. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, straws are, are not so hot right now as well, are they? We, we, we can't, it's, it's such a hard thing because we, um, uh, we've really worked quite hard on this, um, trying to reduce the environmental impact of Gabs over the last few years and, and put quite a few measures in place. Um, including working with our, our cleaning team and, um, and key suppliers to sort of make sure that if we are using plastic, that it, it's, you know, that it's fully recyclable and, and sorted and so on. And we, we even had an initiative last year where um, you would get a, a paddle of, of tasters of your five little tasting cups. And if you brought those tasting cups back, back to the bar for your next paddle, you'd get a dollar off the next paddle. And, and just sort of trying to encourage people not to make them only single use, but more and more and, yeah, just this whole, you know, rising awareness of cross-contamination and those sort of things, we've really just got to dial that back for this year. So explain to me how that works. Do they don't get refilled, they go get cleaned? And then they get, or do they no, so, those? so this year it'll be completely single. So, so last year, I, I can't remember what it was last year, but so that, they got cleaned. Yeah, it was You don't of... put on top of their old... Glass. No, it was a rinse and we call it the rinse and reuse program. So people would, because at every container bar, we've got these huge water troughs. So people would go back, give their cups a quick rinse and then, um, you know, have chalked up their paddle and off they go. Uh, and it was, it was worked really well. It reduced the, um, those kind of taster cup usages by at least sort of 30 to 40%. So it's, it's a pretty significant number when you're looking across the, the four festivals. Uh, Point Cook, Altona, and one going in Yarraville for Hopheads. Um, shout out to those guys because uh, I've been in a couple of times and, and I know they do a really good job for their community. Good community uh, bottle shops. Uh, got a comment from uh, Judd Owen. I'm not sure if we know who that is. Um, mm-hmm. Might be a first time watcher. He's saying he's hearing a lot of show about a, a lot of buzz about a quiz show at Gabs. Doesn't sound that good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is Judd a, a kind of a, is he a trivia person or is he into stuff or? I don't know. I, with a yeah. name like Judd, who knows? Who Not knows a name but associate with any beer quiz anyway. No, it's no. weird. I'm, uh, yeah, I might actually, um, maybe Judd can drop me a line, but I'm uh, with this six pack uh, coming out um, in the next few weeks. We were kind of looking at doing something like this, like a Zoom tasting invite um, people in to watch and have a on. And I reckon maybe we could do a bit of a trivia thing as part of that. Hey. Get Judd um, private link on Zoom. <laughs> I can actually play. I, 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 you know, I won't have to pull the levers in the back end. That'd be great. Mm. I think um, you'd, you'd kick ass at Gab's trivia, surely. Uh, my mind's a bit of a sieve when it comes to beer stuff. <laughs> Although I, my family quiz, we're still doing our family quiz in lockdown because it, it's been a really good way to connect with like my cousins involved, my sister, and I guess my in-laws in Canada involved um, now. Yeah, awesome. and I, I've been putting it together and hosting it, but my sister's doing it. Um, and every time I haven't put it together, I've won. And so my <laughs> sister's putting it together. She's like, I'm like, you know, let me know if you need any tips. She's like, no, this is going to be one that you don't win. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it's a little bit of quiz bragging right there. Yeah, nice, nice. Something from Begsy there. Um, hey, Begsy, how are you going? Good to see you here. What potential impacts do you see on masterclasses and other additional parts of gabs yeah it's it's an interesting one so 
uh, we, with part of this plan is really thinking about every single contact point at GABS and how do we sort of manage that. And, um, you know, there's things that are a high contact, like the Bluetooth headphones at um, the masterclasses. Obviously, we, we potentially need to allow for more space and so on as well. Um, things like the silent disco is one that was uh, we were talking about. Maybe we just we give everyone a hula hoop and that's your disco space to, to move around in. Um, I think or, that's how parties should be anyway. If I'm hitting the dance floor, I need that space. So you know, I saw I saw somewhere the other day. There's uh, there was a silent disco done where everyone was seated, so it was kind of the you know chair chair dancing, and uh, that's that's how I chair dance, by the way. Um, yeah, no, I, I I guess that's how it would be. And well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw in Queensland at the moment, so nightclubs are open and they're talking about nightclubs are open but dancing is prohibited. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a headline about alleged dancing in nightclubs, which it's Kevin you Bates. had showed me that headline January this year, you just sort of been like, what happened to the world? It, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, and it's weird because... Um, you know, we're, we're all in Melbourne at the moment and Melbourne's obviously just uh, going through this, um, you know, new, new sort of spike of cases and so on. And uh, whereas over in WA now, it's almost completely unlimited in terms of capacities for events and venues and they're down to a limit of one person per two square metres, um, which, you know, Queensland is actually heading really uh, well in that direction as well. So is New, new South Wales. Uh, so it's re- it's really just Melbourne now. Like we're we're actually really quite confident around um, the Brisbane and, and Sydney event. But uh, yeah, if we can get Melbourne back on track and to that point, and we're still, you know, we're still four months away uh, from where it is, and it's only really been three and a bit months since this all started. Uh, so it's kind of it's just trying to keep that in perspective and, and go, okay, we we need to just um, hold the line and uh, get you know give the country that that bit more time to get through to it. Gabs isn't always on time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me the new, new opening uh, song for Gabs, you never know. <laughs> That's an awful choice. Is that, was it, Toto? Uh, it is Toto, yeah. Toto, Toto's uh, second best song behind um, Rosanna. I don't think they did anything else. No, that was it. Yeah. Hold the line, Rosanna. Africa? Huge gap. Every, mm, not, never heard of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't think... Music trivia thing. This is. Uh... <laughs> um, it's a, 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 I guess speaking to that, you know, what I'm seeing and hearing from friends in New Zealand um, of how like just normal life is now there mm. uh, is yep. just you know remarkable how you know they went to just cut it out completely and it worked mm. and. Um, my yeah, my group chats with my New Zealand friends are, are pretty much just them rinsing me for, you know, living here and, and and my family's trying to get me to you know she's like why don't you just move home? My like, God, oh, it's kind of tempting, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know it, it's it's I think I think you know the government is doing all the right things and and I think uh, this is I think the Melbourne thing is a is a bit of an aberration and um, you know certainly there's reasons for it and things that have happened that have gotten us to this point, but uh, I feel like our government couldn't be doing anything more to try and get it back under control. And, um, yeah, uh, I, again, it, maybe I'm being an optimist, but uh, we're very very confident we can bring this thing off and, and make it a great experience. And it, it is kind of, with all of that, the COVID safe measures and so on, um, you know, really it's about 
making sure that whatever we're putting in place is is kind of scalable. So uh, if, it, if it came to the point of, you know, we can only have 500 people in a room and everyone's got to wear a mask and, you know, that's what the experience is, then that's not the experience that we want Gabs to be. Like it, it needs to still be a festival and an amazing experience. And um, so that, you know, we need to, anything we do has to be scalable in terms of um, what those restrictions are at the time. Are you going to do a Gabs edition hand sanitizer? Are you going to get breweries to make one-off hand sanitizers? Well, funnily enough, Luke, I, um, I, you know, I've been in discussion with um, my first COVID-related sponsor, and uh, I'm, you know, we're we're talking with uh, a company about coming on board as a um, a sanitizer sponsor. So, and these are conversations that I would never have thought I'd be having uh, six months ago, but. Um, uh, it was quite amazing, actually. It was with a, a, a local brewery who, uh, I won't mention them yet, but who have pivoted into that sanitizer space and, and doing exceptionally well. And I uh, had a meeting with um, a member of their team who, you know, three months ago was running a, a brewery venue and now is a, a complete product category expert on hand sanitizer. And we were talking about the benefits of, you know, people want sanitizer that dries quickly on the hands, it doesn't smell too bad, and... Uh, uh, you know, something that you can put on your trolley handle, but also your steering wheel. And um, yeah, it was a whole different ballgame to my usual <laughs> uh, partner conversations. Yeah, there's something about that that makes me laugh, but also just kind of tears my heart. Well, you know, this <laughs> is weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is ever really, um, you know, it, it's going to be a part of the world moving forward. And I think if one thing that comes out of this is that people are a bit more aware of uh, keeping their hands clean, that can't be a, a bad thing, right? No, I, I agree. Um, I, I've had it mentioned, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned on, on one of these streams of how bad cold and flu medication ads look now. Mm. Um, for you know that reason of like the awareness of if you have symptoms, don't go out and spread it round. But yeah. like, all those ads are like chuck one of these down and just bloody go into work. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> to bed. Um, can you tell me about uh, the new Can Design Award? Yeah, well, this is what happens when you um, when you shut me in a room for three months and uh, or shut our team in a room for a few months and we just kind of pick up all those projects that I have been sitting around on the, on the shelf. And this is something that um, kind of started as an idea uh, even mid last year. We were sort of talking about doing something in um, in the design space and we obviously run the, the Gab's Hottest 100, Aussie Craft Beers, which is a, uh, you know, massive nationwide poll looking at what are the most popular beers out there in the country at the moment. Um, but one thing that, you know, like everyone, we've really noticed the, the boom in, uh, in cans as the um, preferred, preferred, preferred vessel for, uh, for beer. And, and I think alongside that, just the, the increase in um, design and, uh, and art and kind of fantastic sort of work that goes on using that 360 canvas that the, the can affords and, um, so for us, I think it's something quite close to my heart. I've come from the marketing world and I know the amount of effort and work that goes into creating a, um, a great label and so on. So we wanted to sort of celebrate that. Um, so that's where this, this idea came from, the Gabs Can Design Awards presented by Aurora. Um, you know, for me, I think, Luke, it's uh, it, when, we, when we think about beer awards, uh, it's always the brewer who gets all the credit, right? They, they've made the beer. They've kind of created this, this beautiful liquid. Uh, but this is about, you know, maybe, it's, maybe the success of beer is not just down to the brewer. Maybe it's also down to the brilliant marketers and designers and 
graphic artists that uh, put their heart and soul into what goes on the outside of the can rather than just what's on the inside. So tell me about how they're selected and what the criteria is. Well, it's, it's kind of a new thing. So it's called the, it's the Gabs Can Design Awards. Uh, what we're going to do is we put the call out to brewers around the country. Um, we've asked them to submit just one can design uh, from across the last 12 months. So it has to be something that's a, a new beer. Um, they submit that one can design. We're then going to have a, a people's choice element to it where we'll ask our audiences to, you know, craft beer lovers around Australia to um, review like a, a gallery of all of those submissions. Maybe there's a hundred, maybe there's 200 different nominations put forward uh, and vote for their favorite. And from that, we'll develop a shortlist. Design is a, is a subjective thing. So we'll develop a shortlist of 10 of the top of the people's favorites and put that to a panel of uh, industry experts, design, brand, uh, experts to assess and kind of um, pick the pick the inaugural winner. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is, and it's you know it's kind of um, like I said for me it was it was about putting a, a spotlight on all of the other people involved in the craft brewing process, and um, you know I think it's, it's a good sign where this industry has matured so much over the last decade or so where, you know, a lot of those breweries used to be and, and many still are, but, you know, one or two people operations where the one person brews the beer, cans the beer, labels, everything. Uh, to now you have a lot more sophistication coming into the space and quite, um, you know, really, really premium sort of uh, marketing strategies and brand identities and, and so on coming into play. So we want to acknowledge that work and recognise those, those people involved. Uh, anyone that just has bottles complained? Uh, not yet, not yet, but I, I'm sure that'll, that'll come up. But, um, yeah, I think, I think for us, you know, we, we did think about that as, as to whether we, do we open it up to, to everything. Um, for us, I think the can sort of honed it in a little bit and, uh, and gave it a, a good sort of parameter. It puts everyone on a, a pretty much an even playing field in terms of the, the real estate they've got to play with. Uh, I think cans have just obviously boomed over the last, um, you know, probably only the last three years. Uh, I think when we look back at the, the hottest 100 results, um, you know, I think three years ago it was maybe 60 of the beers in the list were in cans. Uh, two years ago, 80. Last year it was like 95. Uh, so it's a pretty strong uh, indicator of, of what's going on. And, and then you look at stuff like the beer cartel survey where um, I think this, this year just gone, uh, drinkers' preferences very much heavily shifted towards canned product as well, and and you know you, you walk into any any bowl shop and uh, it's it's wall to wall cans now. So um, and I don't know. I think I think can I happy to, happy to be argued with that. Um, I think it has really driven this rise of of unique artwork and unique labelling and colour design um, copy notes. Uh, so how to really make that that can jump off the shelf. Uh, just speaking of design, um, the artwork for the Ale of a Time Dollar Bill bottle release, uh, which will be going to patron members, uh, is almost done. We actually haven't tasted it yet. It's in my fridge still, but I've got plenty of bottles to go out to all of our patrons once that's done as well. So uh, stay tuned. I, I should probably try a bottle. Um, Dave, I've got multiple bottles for you as well and for Tiff and Linz as well. Um, and all the patrons will be getting some, uh, but yeah.
I'm excited to release that one out to the world. That's that was just a little plug that I was sneaking in there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, thinking about people like Dollar Bill, like, you know, they, they did a really great, I think their, their last candy paint release was paint fantastic. Was, that first one, the dragon, whatever, that was really cool too. Mm. Something about dragons? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, learning to breathe. I think candy yeah. paint's just like a bright red version of that. So, yeah, we both agree, good label. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, miss out. So it turns out Craig hates them well i don't, don't hate them luke I'm guard them as worthy of entry to the competition that's fine yeah well we're also i mean we're working with um aurora as well and, and they've been fantastic in kind of getting this initiative off the ground uh so the idea is that the um uh the winning design will win a uh the inaugural golden can trophy and come on that that does sound pretty cool let's uh let's be honest uh, plus a, um, a fantastic product, like a free set of, of printing plates uh, for the next can design and so on, which are, these are things that are a real cost to breweries um, and savings. Uh, and we're also working with um, Opal Specialty Packaging, who are more in the kind of cardboard uh, fibre division, but they're also uh, putting together some really innovative stuff in, in packaging as well. So there's some real tangible value to, uh, to brewers to get involved. What would be cool seeing breweries do a can release, you know, someone like a dollar bill doing mm. it just so they could be considered for the awards. Well, you never know. You never know. I think uh, cans is um, seemingly where it's at. It's, uh, you know, you're seeing things like um, big imperial stouts and things like that, you know, beers that traditionally were the hallmarks of the, the larger 750 bottles and so on coming out in, uh, you know, three, 375 cans. It's, um, yeah. Definitely where it's, where it's going. Hmm. Um, so I guess looking through your next, say, month or so, what are you, what are you really focusing on in the world of Gabs? Uh, well, World of Gabs, where really, obviously, the Can Design Awards are just launching uh, for submissions for brewers. We'll kick that off uh, for public voting in the next few weeks. Um, the Gabs six-pack uh, will come out as well in the next few weeks, so that'll be exciting to, to get around that. Um, and really for us, it's just continuing to engage um, our audiences. Like what, what we've really been trying to do over this kind of, uh, you know, particularly the first couple of months of, of lockdown and so on and when venues weren't able to open um, is really just to support uh, brewers out there and I guess leverage our audience to try and encourage them to stay on their craft, craft beer journey and, uh, and continue to support their local brewers. Um, We've been doing our own little series of videos. I'm sure you've, you've seen a few of them, but a uh, ridiculous amount of um, interviews with, with brewers and really just trying to encourage our audience to check them out, stay on there, stay supporting their locals. Uh, Dave, what does your next couple of months or so look like? Um, much the same, really. Like I, so much work. I've got so much work at the moment, so... the. Days rolling into one another, the weeks are doing the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I spent, it's been the same thing for the last two months for me anyway, so not too much change. Um, I've just got a little bit wary of, because I've got a couple of surrounding suburbs that are hotspots. I've sort of pulled back on any like of my intentions to go out where I don't need to go out. So um, it's a little bit wary. So I might just reel it back in a little bit um, over the next few weeks and see what happens but much the same for me anyway how about you 
Well, speaking of that, the Footscray Kmart has just uh, been shut down because of two COVID cases. I'm saying that for Emma's benefit, who's just walked in um, as much as yours. <laughs> Um, to a local Kmart. Uh, I was there, what, a week ago, I think? No um, unnecessary purchases for you there. No. Well, I was just swap swapping a soda stream bottle, uh, which is necessary. Woolworths, mate. Woolworths don't do that, don't they? Otherwise, yeah, Kmart's a dollar cheaper than Coles. Joking. 19 bucks at Kmart, 20 bucks at Coles. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'll just be thinking about, I don't know, soda stream savings over the Fair next month. Yeah. Um, no, nah, plenty of work. So my, my work for the IBA and Good Beer Week. Um, so we are hopefully having BrewCon happening on the Sunshine Coast in November, um, mm. which is going to be sort of taking up most of my focus. Um, also Indie Beer Day on July 25th uh, is coming up. We're encouraging venues and breweries to get on board. And if you're, even if you're at home, uh, look for the Indie Seal on the back of uh, cans and, and bottles and uh, toast toast at 7 o'clock, Sunday the 25th, uh, 7 p.m., A-E-S-T. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my focus, but I don't know. I, I think getting through is also a focus. <laughs> getting through sane. Um, I think it's probably a good time to wrap up. Craig, um, you mentioned some videos that you've been doing. Where do people find them? Oh, Luke, you can uh, just head to gabsfestival.com and uh, the series there is called A Beer With. And uh, we've also done another one called Cooking With Beer with uh, Kiralee Waldhorn as well. But, um, yeah, check it out. I think uh, with the Beer With videos, we've now done um, interviews with about 40 different brewers over the last few months. So uh, hasn't done really that, that much for my waistline, I will admit. But, uh, you know, the... They, they did say we don't need to come out of this any thinner. We just need to come out of it. Um, so that's, just, that's the approach I'm taking. Sorry, I'm just getting food handed to me. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> some uh, delicious Dan Dan noodles, which I'm going to oh, eat after this. Day. Um, I talk. thought it was a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all this, yeah. Just organically coming to the yeah. end of the conversation. <laughs> um, look, a couple of things in the comments. Um, Elder Taco has asked about um, super sticky labels. And recycling. I'm not sure. I know it's an issue, but I don't know much about it. Craig, do you know anything about that? How do you make super sticky can labels and, and when they, you know, how do, how do they get recycled? Like, can you still recycle the, the different super textures? Can labels. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. That's um, probably above my pay grade. Um, and yeah, I have no idea. Um, I, I reckon there's a. I've, I feel like Stoner would have maybe done something about that. Elder Taco, I'll go have a look and um, I'll tweet you if I can find the article that I'm thinking mm -hmm. of. Um, and Judd has asked for a coolest skull on a can award. Coolest uh, skull on a can award. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. I'm really into that. Yeah, we're definitely, um, I like that. We're, we're definitely thinking about um, a few special mentions uh, throughout this awards as well. So, uh, you know, I think, for me, I'm, I'm more like you, Luke. I'm a copywriter, so uh, for me, it always comes down to that well-written paragraph of copy on the side of the can, and uh, I think we should definitely give a shout-out to whoever we think is the, um, the most creative there. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, I think there's a, there's a lot of scope for, um, for this to go in, in different directions. I like it a lot because it's like a totally different angle from the whole uh, Gabs or Hottest 100 um, thing we've done before, just the whole new element. It's good. Yeah, thanks. And it really just came down to, I think there was a bit of a gap there. I think there was, uh, 
there's a lot there's a lot of awards out there there's the indies there's the aibas and so on but it's so heavily focused on the the liquid and you know for me i think a brewery a successful brewery and a successful can is so much more than just the beer um so it's about it's about kind of making that the hero yeah you don't get to the liquid unless you get uh, drawn in by the label well, massive, on the massive skull on the on the can that was the only reason I bought this because I well, it's, it's I uh, yeah I think I think it's like it's so visually noisy right now that if you can do something that stands out um, yeah and like I I love eavesdropping in in places and hearing people discussing can art is huge uh, mm. you know Mr West uh, the the role of of beers they have is you know overwhelming and um, the people who just oh that looks great I'll, I'll get one of those mm. is, you know. So we're going to do a bit of that through this campaign as well. So I want to um, talk to those, talk to the designers, talk to the marketers, talk to the retailers and, and kind of get that, those insights from those perspectives around what, what does it mean to, you know, interpret a brief, create a design, put it on a shelf, um, what sells, what stands out. Uh, and even, even like, you know, we, I, I went down to the Aurora manufacturing plant in Dandenong pre, pre COVID I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm a real geek for that sort of stuff. Like I love seeing how things are manufactured, and uh, you know these huge, massive like rolls of looks like huge tinfoil rolls of aluminium flying off this uh, machine, and you know punched into a an aluminium can. And there's there's printers there that look like uh, you know your old inkjet printers, but each color thing is kind of the size of a 80 gallon drum, and uh, it's insane. But uh, that sort of stuff, I, I love it. I think it's it's great to give people that behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so we're going to have a beer with Aurora behind the scenes? Yeah, we'll do beers with everyone. Everyone in the... Uh, I just want to turn the focus a bit and, and put it more on... Uh, let's talk not, not so much to the brewers, but the, the rest of the team behind it. Well, I, think, I think that also helps engage different audiences in the beer world as well. Um, mm. You know, the, the people at Aurora probably don't... You know, a lot of them probably don't know where the products end up or really care but you know if they get thinking about okay our hard work is being highlighted maybe i'll check they, out this yeah they do some amazing stuff actually they've got a, a design innovation center as part of their offering and they and they probably which is part of what drew us to, to work with them in the first place and um they they're really working kind of in partnership with with breweries now to up their game on uh on can design uh, and some of the printing you'll see on, on cans at the moment is uh, you just get so much more um, kind of colour and, uh, you know, that, that brightness off, a, off an aluminium can that you can off a, a printed label. Um, before we wrap up, I, I didn't see, ask anyone to think of recommendations, but I'm going to make one anyway. Um, the this discussion got me thinking of the yeah. uh, Bridge Road Nitro Lager, uh, Mountain, Mountain Lager, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't, this iteration doesn't have it, but the last iteration, or maybe it must have been last year, it had a little um, tab on the can. So when you, when you picked it up, you felt this little flag kind of hard bit of plastic and you, you'd mm-hmm. immediately look at it and it would tell you, turn upside down for the nitro. Yeah. And I just thought that was so, so clever and so interesting. Um, and, you know, a few other nitro cans, uh, I think Burnley had the label upside down. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, turn it. Um, I think someone else has a textural thing, and I, I really like how people are thinking around, particularly with nitro, because if you don't know what it is, who, who was the? There was a brewery as well that did one with the um the can, 
ring pull. Uh, and they had instructions on the side of their cam where they could, you know, cut here, cut here, cut here, and then it's a fish hook that you can use for going fishing. <laughs> okay. Was it Land and Sea or was one of the one of those breweries? Uh, I can't remember, but um, just that kind of thinking, like out of the box, and it's that surprise and delight element of, uh, oh yeah, I figured that out. That's that's really cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, just let me just check the chat. No more questions from the chat. Um, Aldertaka has also suggested that I go to the local homebrew shop and get some uh, get some gas for my soda stream and just refill that way. Well, yeah. Cut came up right out of the equation. <laughs> uh, Dave, anything going on with you you want to plug before we wrap up? Not at all. No. Stay tuned with us as patrons. Stay tuned to... Uh, Find out where we're gonna when we're gonna post your beer. Um, I'm looking forward to that a lot. So stay tuned. Yeah, cool. Uh, Craig, I think you mentioned where to find on the Facebook and everything just before the website. Hit hit the website up, gabsfestival.com. All good. Cool. Uh, and you can get me at Isle of a Time everywhere. Um, we've got a a new episode of Hypothetical Institute recorded tomorrow. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, hopefully it will be out. And we're looking at uh, FEMA camps, which are kind of prison camps that people are worried about in the US that, that don't exist. Um, but they're popping up in Australia now as well. So if you're yeah, worried well. about being locked up by the New World Order, we can tell you the spots to avoid. Nice. Um, we'll you, probably talk about Pete Evans. Are you guys going to tell us um, what date Ghislaine Maxwell is going to commit suicide? Yeah, it's so weird that that, yeah, uh, no. I, you want to have yeah. a stab? Just have a, have a crack at it? Do I want to have a stab? <laughs> what, what are you accusing me of? <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, it's, also, it's also Ghislaine Maxwell I learned yesterday. Is it? Yeah, I've been pronouncing that wrong. We did an episode um, a while back about there's a photo of her, or two or three photos of her eating a burger at some sort of Hollywood burger place. And that, that photo was full of weird little details. Oh, that rings a bell, actually. I think I've seen that. We did an entire episode about that. I don't know what episode, but, like, the photo, the photo was, had photoshopped, like, random stuff photoshopped out of it in different angles, had different photoshopped stuff. It was very confusing and, yeah. Um, so I've, I've cooked my brain on Ghislaine Maxwell <laughs> months in advance of this happening. <laughs> mm. Anyway, tune in for Hypothetical Institute for more, more of that stuff. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, all the, all the best with uh, Gabs as we, as we get, get towards the date. Mate, we, we're going to make it happen. We're determined. This is it. We can yes, do everyone. it. <laughs> Perfect. Look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>